0: Let us now go to Connecticut, where Doctor yeah, J. Sp- not a
1: Windsor anymore. No.
0: I know Doctor J. Sute is standing by. He's the hardest working pediatrician in comedy. And where are where do you are you allowed to say where you live?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, according to the uh, um, uh, people at, uh, with the Federal Bureau of Investigation, I am allowed uh, to reveal my location, which is now Vernon, Connecticut.
0: Ver, Vernon, not Vermin. Right, Vernon. Okay, Vernon, Connecticut. And you are yeah. a great pediatrician as well. Some
1: people have said so, yeah.
0: As well as a great comedian. And I... I'm all right. You're pretty great. I have a cold. I don't know if I have the flu. I have a sore if, throat. If you're
1: not... Uh... If you're not like feverish and shaking, chills, body aches and pains, uh, headache in the front of your head, and it hurts when your eyes move left and right and up and down, then you don't have the flu. Right. One well, of the characteristics of the flu is eye pain, eye muscle pain. So if you have, you know, a fever and you're moving your eyes and it hurts to move your eyes, that's, that's a good indicator. It could be the flu.
0: Or you just saw Kelly on Conway on television. I didn't. No, so, I'm saying it's, that it's, would what? cause eye pain.
1: Eye pain and and some nausea and vomiting. Yes. Well. yes. More like uh, symptoms of strep throat.
0: Yeah. So, let me just see. Let me go over the the symptoms here, doctor. I have a sore throat. Yes. I have a sore throat. Yeah. Uh I'm logy.
1: Do you have a fever though? That's probably the most important thing.
0: Um hang on, let me Put the thermometer up there. Hang on, i got to find the thermometer. Hang on for one Did second. you get a
1: flu shot this year?
0: Hang on, I'm looking for my thermometer. I'm going to take a... Uh, hang on. Okay, I, because I'm broadcasting, uh, I have to talk, so I will put the thermometer... The thermometer
1: in the other area.
0: Yeah, here we go. Okay, here we go. Okay, the thermometer is now up there inserted yeah it's been inserted, and uh how long do I keep it up there before I take it out
1: well, it depends if it's a uh, if it 's a regular mercury thermometer you got to go to full three minutes, but the digital's the you know less than thirty seconds with the digitals
0: when you say digital just so. you put your finger up there and then you pull it out you and, do and that you, you can tell the temperature by the smell i mean how does that work
1: if, if you and if you take a little lick. All right, that helps too. Oh, okay.
0: All right, hang on. Let me uh, let me pull the thermometer out. It's ready. Not. That's the sound the thermometer makes when it's pulled pulled out of. Uh, uh, no, no, I don't. It says I don't have a fever.
1: Yeah. So if you don't have a fever, you don't have the flu. Because you got to have a fever. You got to have shaking chills, uh, body aches and pains.
0: Oh, wait, the thermometer's telling me something else. What's
1: it telling you? That you need to wipe your ass? <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> I've got a, a cough when,
0: you know, and uh, the the should I describe what, what I cough up?
1: How long have you been sick for? How, how many days have you been ill?
0: Mentally or physically?
1: Well, mentally, that goes back to childhood, right? Yes, yes. All right. From so, uh, but with this this cold symptoms and stuff, have you had it for a couple of days now? Uh, I would
0: say it started about three days ago, right oh, around the time. Just have a cold. <laughs> right around the time uh, I could relax and go on vacation.
1: I got sick. And, that, and that's what happens. Your body your body you, you you don't have anything you have to worry about, so the body is uh it it relaxes and it lets you get sick.
0: Nature and fetuses abhor a vacuum. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. i it's right. It's there's you have to worry about something. So the body says I it's now is that why people when they retire Die?
1: Die? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And that's a scary prospect because that happens to pediatricians out my way. I mean, the minute they retire and they don't have anything uh, uh, useful to do with their, their bodies and brains, it seems they get cancer and die. So uh, so that means I'm going to have to keep working, I guess. And how long? Well, the day or the day I stop working is the day I'm, I'm ready to say, okay, I'm ready to die.
0: Right. Now, you have that time could, off now. be this
1: Christmas vacation. Yeah, yeah, I'm off until the 6th. And I'm
0: not telling tales out of school, but we were talking before we started. I don't think yeah. you enjoy not working. I think you seem kind of down that you don't get to go in and do your job.
1: Right? Well, it, it, I, but, but, but consciously... I do, uh, I do m- miss doing it and I-, I like to have something like that to do. I just wish it was on my terms. And that's the reason I'm enjoying the, net- the two weeks I have off because, you know, being a-, a corporate flunky now, uh, doing as I'm told is not as, uh, uh, invigorating to me as it is when, uh, you know, I was a free agent before, uh, corporate took over the practice. Yeah, it's sad because, you know, it, you know, it, it's a very enjoyable job that I'm very good at, but I don't like to be told what to do and being told what to do is the the, the, the rule of the land now. So uh, I got people that maybe have, you know, high school equivalency diplomas at best who are telling me what to do.
0: <laughs> You're talking about the insurance.
1: People. Well, the insurance, but we're owned by the insurance companies now. So, you know, they've they've figured it out that the the way to make more money off of doctors is to own them. And uh, by owning us, they own everything now. So it's hard. It's hard to stomach that when you're used to being a free agent for 20 some odd years. And now all of a sudden it's uh, their way or the highway and there's no other road than the highway. So.
0: And are there any doctors who can flourish in this kind of environment?
1: I don't know. Even the specialists now have uh, gotten bought out by by corporations. So even the specialists are being told what to do too. I, I see it from top to bottom. Uh, you know, high level specialists and you know elite specialties that are you know having to churn churn out x amount of patients a day for the man.
0: So we're the only no, industrialized. No, I vision <clears throat> I'm sorry.
1: I said, it's not what I envisioned, and it's not what my experience has been up to this point. But I guess you have to change and adapt. But with only nine more years left of this, uh, I don't know if I can adapt much more.
0: Okay. I thought I knew you because I know you through stand-up. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I, I always assumed that when, as a pediatrician, a mother came in with a baby who wasn't feeling well, You saw dollar signs. I automatically assumed the mother has a sick baby, and you immediately think to yourself, hang on, I have a sound effect. That's what I would assume you you would think, but I guess.
1: Yeah, I wish, but there's never been big money in pediatrics, you know, so really... No, I mean, I want to do good by, by the kids and the patients and the parents. I, I, I just, uh, I want to do my job and I want to do it well. And I, I wish money was a motivator. It would be, uh, that would be great because then I'd be making money and be able to retire soon. But, uh, but you can't, you can't do that. I, I, you have to keep your insurance. So you kind of have to wait till you turn 65 because if you're not insured, what good are you? Right. Well, what about what What about get what about getting malpractice too? Well,
0: if if I may be so, you
1: got to pay even after you're retired.
0: May I be so bold as to suggest some money making ideas in pediatrics?
1: Please do, please do, because I have I have a million of them.
0: Cosmetic surgery
1: for babies for for uh, for children for ugly babies. Just you know, just. Yeah, there'd be money in that. There would be money in that because there are some freaking ugly babies out there.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, baby you know, swaps. They don't
1: flip them enough, so they get flat on one side. One side of the head is flat. You can put a cup of coffee on it and fall <laughs> off the other side. All know, right. Normal.
0: You what know, about? They, they don't uh,
1: flip them enough. They got to flip them. They got to flip the babies.
0: Okay. How about this? Late night ad. I'll produce it. Hello, I'm Dr. Jay Sute. You love your baby, but how can you be sure it's yours? Each year, Ah. hundreds and thousands of babies are delivered and often given to the wrong parents. I'm Dr. Jay Sute. I will certify your baby's authorship. You, you plant, you plant, yeah.
1: You plant that seed of doubt early.
0: Yeah, and you charge to assess a baby for parents, and you certify that this is, in fact, their child, that they weren't I accidentally switched. I think
1: they can switched. get a test kit at CVS now. I think they can find out just at CVS. You could go to CVS now in an hour and know if it's your kid or not. It's not that complicated anymore.
0: But we convince people
1: that it is. It used to be, he's got your nose, he's got your eyes, oh, look, he's got your lips. You know, it, it could be the, the 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 guy who came over to lay your patio over the summer's lips. You don't know. Right.
0: So we just say that, the, you know, these star-bought brands can't be trusted. You need, you know.
1: You need my special genetic test.
0: You know, if you're not willing to make money, Dr. J. Sute, what are you doing in medicine?
1: I'm doing the, 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 the work of God is what I'm doing. Well, you know what it is? I enjoy, I'm cut out to do what I'm doing and I don't really want to do anything else. It just used to be a cooler gig. That's all. That's all it is. The work is great. So why? The pay is not what it should be. 40% of what I was making 15 years ago uh, and I'm getting towards the end of my career. You get towards the end of your career, you know, and you do a good job and, you know, you have a, a busy practice. It's thriving, you know, a thousand patients that me and my, my partner and my two <laughs> nurses share. So, so the work is there. It's just, you know, harder work, more computer work, and less personal face-to-face stuff with people. And that's what I'm good at, you know. Well, I can, schmooze, I can schmooze like a bastard. Doctor, perhaps...
0: Yeah, The market is trying to tell you something. That, that what you do, you're a pediatrician. Perhaps the market is saying it's not that important. Sick babies, sick yeah. children. The market is telling us that what you do for a living is not important. And right. in America, That's we true. obey the market.
1: Right. But it's, I'll tell you, when some CEO's kid has a fever of 103... Well, then my job is important.
0: Let's you talk know. about evil.
1: This is like one of the worst podcasts. No, it's the best ever had. I am so sorry. It's the really best because I feel like I got the post Christmas blues day after Christmas. <clears throat> although, you know, my, my Christmas was filled with with lovely times. I don't know what It's just a letdown after that last present is unwrapped, you know? Yeah, yeah. So you would know that you never get presents.
0: No, I get things sent to me in the mail, though. I just can't open them.
1: By, by well, law? Oh,
0: well, just that, you know, I've been told this can't be opened. Uh, oh, people,
1: wait till after Christmas. Is it Annika now?
0: Uh, I combine of the, of because let me, let me do. I have two jokes from my act. One is acceptable. Okay. One is really offensive. This is the acceptable okay. one. This is the one that's acceptable. Okay. So
1: you're the offensive one too, right? Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So the, okay, the, the acceptable on, one is, you know, it's a mixed marriage. So what we've done is we've combined the best of Hanukkah with the best of Christmas and we call it Hamas. <laughs> okay. That's yeah. Every time. Hamas, that's a good one. Yeah. You know, and that's the least offensive one uh the 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 one that just I can't stop telling and i i I feel guilty eh. yeah if we okay it was a mixed marriage so because we took on different responsibilities uh when the time was appropriate, it was my job to tell the kids there was no santa. And it was my wife's job to tell the kids there was no Holocaust. Okay, that was. <laughs> that's no, I. That is a bad, but.
1: That's, a, that's
0: bad, a bad one. That's a bad one. Yeah,
1: especially now. Yeah, that's not that's, to be
0: threatening. Yeah, no. Yeah. And I, I, you're I, not
1: going to make friends with that
0: one. No, uh, those jokes when it was a safer time. Uh, there yeah. was a, There was a cockiness to those kind of jokes. Now it's we're living in a can't say time.
1: those with swagger
0: now no no
1: can't no. tell those jokes with swagger no no uh yes yeah. so uh, let me ask i came you. up with a good one i said uh, i said you know it's day after christmas and i'm out of christmas wrapping paper and you know i had to give one more present and i figured it out i just used happy birthday paper and just wrote jesus after happy birthday well,
0: that's good That's good. See,
1: you can extend it. If you don't have happy birthday, Jesus, it's still Christmas paper.
0: So who do you think ends up with more blues during this season? People who are alone or people who are just overwhelmed by responsibility? with
1: I I think there's a lot of responsibility that goes with the holidays and then the letdown afterwards once it's all done once everything is done and you have a chance to just sit because you haven't sat, no, nobody, it, it's been rushing and, and craziness for a month since Thanksgiving. And then all of a sudden you get, uh, you get a chance to breathe and you start thinking about, you know, how miserable your life is. And, uh, and then it's new year's and we say, okay, this year is going to be better. And uh, you're in the same situation this, this time next year. Right.
0: Did you get any good gifts? It really is a
1: horrible cycle. I did, actually. I got some really cool stuff. I got a, uh, you know, I have the nice little bit of property here, and now I have a little drone that I can uh, fly over and and look at stuff. And also, because we have lots of uh, wildlife and woods, I got a um, uh, a night vision uh, pair of binoculars, which I've already used quite a bit uh with the uh, uh the cute lady that lives next door no,
0: I, next I was going right, to ask you about but, the drone and seen, if she sunbathes I've, at all.
1: I've seen squirrels I've seen I've seen squirrels and deer uh with the uh, night vision uh, binoculars so so yeah you know that that's a very cool present and uh I'm looking forward to doing that in the summertime when it's nicer weather out here cuz we got a lot, I got I got a lot of uh, uh property to surveil Mhm and did
0: it snow up in Connecticut for Christmas?
1: Well, we have snow on the ground. It didn't snow. It was more of an ice storm uh, last week, and the, the ice has, has lingered. Because uh, nobody that's ever going to make it down to my front door uh, in one piece, I mean, the ice patches that they have to uh, negotiate and there's no light will definitely cripple them before they get to the front door.
0: Connecticut is beautiful. I mean it's one of the best places to spend Christmas.
1: Isn't it? It is. It's it's very festive. I I have uh laser lights shooting into my woods. So I have uh dancing uh green and red lights on all of the trees in the woods and it's very pretty. It's very pretty, very relaxing, very nice. Uh just a little little tense at uh, on Raven's Cross tonight for some reason. That's all. You're you're tense today. No, not me. I'm tense because my other half is a little tense. So again, it's, it's, uh, when you
0: little say little your little other little half, action. are you talking about below your belt? There's some ten- tension I'm, talking to me. Is oh, that-
1: no, I'm talking about, uh, I'm talking about my, uh, uh, my relationship with my dog. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. That's barking now he's going to start barking. Rodney's going to start barking now for some reason he needs to bark.
0: Can I give you relationship advice?
1: Please. Yes. Okay. Don't buy a house.
0: Uh, no. Um, okay.
1: Cause that, that was what popped into my head.
0: My advice is uh, never let them know
1: that, that they got the best of you. Yeah. Poker face. Everything's great.
0: Yeah. No, and when you say poke, not poke her face, Poker face. No, no, no. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah. Okay, I get that. Poker and face. I try to do that. I try to do that, but sometimes, man, you just have to let it out. Well, you know, it's it's the
0: uh, once you show weakness. This is not a
1: comedy podcast, is it? I mean, is this isn't even good politics? Uh, it, I'm just I'm sorry.
0: No, it's fantastic. You're it's, gonna
1: listen to this, and you're gonna say, "Fucking Sute, he's out." He's out. (laughs) It's it's. I have I have I haven't haven't had all I do. The only reason I I love doing your podcast is is so that I can get one of those great belly laugh. David Feldman laughs. I haven't elicited a single one this time.
0: But you can't because I have a cough. And I, so you'd get like.
1: You, I apologize to the listeners of the David Feldman podcast. I will do better next time. You're doing.
0: You're being honest. You, this is great. Yeah, but that. Well, yeah,
1: and 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 I'm um I'm supposed to be funny. No, you're not hilarious. In fact, no, you're not. Yeah, you're you just know? you're being what, honest. Joe, Joe DeVito's going to come on and talk about this shit. No, he's got material. He's ready. This is you're
0: doing great.
1: I swear to you. They they call him Jackie the joke man, not Jackie the solemn man.
0: <laughs> You're being real. Let me ask you a question then then Jackie
1: the, the guy with post Christmas blues <laughs> man.
0: You you know what? I think it's in all honesty, I think it's valuable for my listeners to know that somebody who has a rich and full life, somebody like you, who yeah, you know, you are the real deal. We were talking about you. At the New York comedy Club the
1: other night, you are you the, were talking about me never got I've never gotten a spot there
0: we' were, I, I was saying never book this guy he sucked no, that's right, that's uh, why
1: my name came up right yeah uh
0: that you're the real deal
1: I heard you were there that you had a good uh, had a good set i listened uh, you were talking about it on your podcast that's how I knew about it
0: so yeah. but I think you're providing an important public service, and I'm being serious that somebody like you who leads a rich life, who does important work, and is surrounded by people who genuinely love. People love you. How can they not? Ah, Well, thank you. How can Uh, people not love? I love
1: a little teddy bear.
0: You're Dr. J. And you're a pediatrician and you do comedy. Everybody loves you. And I think right now you're helping my listeners because it, it says that even somebody like Dr. J. Sute can get the post Christmas blues, and that it's perfectly yeah, natural. It's a big lead up. It, the days are getting shorter, but the important thing to remember is they're actually getting longer. December twenty first well, was the too. yeah. December twenty first was the shortest. Every day, day is of it. getting longer now. Yes,
1: right. We're on the, we're on the upside now. Yes. And, and it's only a short couple of months till spring training and baseball again. Yes, yes.
0: And you know uh, we're living in a very toxic environment. We have a, a president it it rots from the head down. It's you like got a, that right. It's a, every day, it's a tuning fork. It's a tuning fork. You
1: wake up every day just wake, waiting for the next crazy, ridiculous, off.
0: Are you there? Are we there? Old thing uh, i I, I kind of lost you there for a second.
1: I just said we're all on edge. Everybody's on edge waiting for the next thing to happen.
0: So that's right, And think fa- we're
1: all tense, we're tense.
0: right, right and if you you think it's not affecting you, but it is. Right. Not you, but everybody right. thinks. Well, it, but everybody, everybody's thinking this is just something on television, it's not really affecting me. But it is. It's a tone, it, you know. Obama and I have many quarrels with Obama. I I'm not even a big fan of the bully pulpit and the idea that the president is the communicator in chief and the guide, the moral guidance. Right. But
1: and, and, <laughs>
0: excuse shoulder. Me. But at least Obama you know? reminded us to be good. He reminded us
1: right.
0: we have a president who's saying, you know, it's okay, to,
1: things.
0: it's okay to be a bad person. You're more likely to lead a happy life if you're materialistic and you screw people over. That's a horrible well, way. Well, I don't know to- about
1: happy. I don't know about happy. I got to imagine he, he's got to <laughs> be one of the most miserable sons of bitches out there because he doesn't want to be doing what he's doing he doesn't want to be under a microscope he just wants to be heard and wants his name in the paper every day that's all he cares about he doesn't care about what the content is
0: well he also likes the fight
1: yeah. it's when he
0: feels alive
1: especially with you know especially with people who who uh uh are less than intact people you know? right but he, he he does uh i mean i guess that makes it a fair fight then
0: we had uh dr bandy lee she's a psychiatrist from yale who wrote a book about trump's mental condition we had her on the ralph nader radio hour and one of the things she talked about oh. shared psychosis that you when you have yes
1: it... go ahead yeah i agree with you like the group man where the mob just takes on the the characteristics of whatever the you know the group is doing the whole everybody's gets on board, and that's true. Group psychosis. I, I, I think we are all under a spell of some sort.
0: Or it's, you know, you know what it is? This is what it is. You're having dinner at a nice restaurant, and somebody passes gas, and it won't go away. It's just lingering, and everybody's pretending not to smell it. That's yeah, what this is. That's exactly what it is. That's what it is. Right? Donald Trump is yeah, a fart and, and, and that I, won't evaporate.
1: But it really, really stinks.
0: Really stinks.
1: He's a shark. I, I He's a shark. That's a good analogy. Yeah, that's a good analogy. Do you that, think? That goes back now to your rectal temperature, the the shark thing, kind of bringing it around. Call back. It. Yeah.
0: Here's the sound of. Uh, this is the sound of my uh, rectal thermometer going into me.
1: that's the sound <laughs> yeah
0: this is the sound this is the sound it makes when when we pull it out
1: Cheech abort,
0: Cheech, abort the door open <laughs> abort. the door.
1: Abort. Uh, I remember that from Sesame Street.
0: uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Before you go, before you go. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you about evil. Because we are the only industrialized nation without universal health insurance. There are about 3 million people who make a living working for health insurance companies.
1: Right, and I would be one of them.
0: Yeah, but there are...
1: I'm part of the problem.
0: Yeah, but the people who deny the
1: operation... All those people. Yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. When in doubt, deny. Deny, delay. Deny, delay. Let let me tell you a quick story, speaking of that. This is the kind of of doctor that I am. I have a, a patient in my practice who has a very unique uh, form of uh, dwarfism, and he's almost five. And uh, he's very tiny and has very tiny lungs. And there is a medicine that kids can get through the winter um, called Synagis, which protects small babies, preemie babies, against something called RSV, uh, respiratory syncytial virus, and it works. The problem is it's like 1500 bucks a dose, and you have to get five or six doses uh, over the, the winter months from February, uh, all the way through, uh, April. So you gotta get it every month. Every month it's 1500 bucks. Now, one of the main criteria is, um, kids have, uh, kids can't be over two years old to qualify it. You know, it's like the first, if the kid's over two, boom, they ain't getting it. Okay? Now, this is a little tiny kid whose situation is very different from most. Uh, so of course, I, Try to get it approved for him and, you know, right at it. Well, he's he's over 24 months, done. He can't get it, period. They don't even look at the other papers. So I got to appeal it and describe the uniqueness of this kid's issue and the fact that, you know, his lungs are different than a typical other kid that's over two years old. And he really needs this because if he gets this virus, it it could kill him. It could end, end up in the hospital for months. He's just not somebody that should catch it. Uh, even though he's over 24 months. So they say no. I go to an, another appeal. I'm talking to a peer-to-peer. I'm talking to another doctor on the other end. Same thing, just the party line. He's over 24 months. He's not, he's not going to qualify. it. I'm just saying it there. I go to a third level of appeal, and actually at this point I get to talk to a doctor, another peer doctor who's a human being, okay, and uh he listens to me he hears me tell him what's unique about this patient of mine. Uh, and he understands and he tells me he can't promise anything, but he thinks that there are a couple other things that this kid has that, that should be mentioned in the letter. And why don't you get a letter from his pulmonologist, uh, just to say, you know, everything that you're writing here is true and blah, blah, blah. So I do those things. They approve it. It took me, it took my nurse, God bless her, Almost three weeks to get this approved, and finally you get a human being on the phone that understands that a patient isn't a, a date or a birth date or an age or, 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 or anything. They're, they're individual people, and there is none of that anymore. It's all cookie-cutter stuff. And Finally, I got to talk to someone, and I could explain to another person with knowledge why this kid was a candidate for it, and God bless him. This, this guy, I can't remember the, the guy, um, the doctor's name, the but the medical director's name, but he approved it because this is what we have to do. It's not cookie cutters out there.
0: Right. Right. In I Canada, in Canada would, there'd be no problem, right?
1: Well, he has, he has healthcare and, and, You know, like I said, he has a lot of issues. Without going into him, he has a number of other issues in addition to just But in
0: another country, he would have gotten the medicine he needs, right?
1: Or he would have died. Or he could have become a god. Who knows?
0: No, the (laughs) point I'm making is this is the only country where this... Only first world country where something like this happens, right?
1: Just the fact that they're able to deny things based on numbers and guidelines that have nothing to do with examining or looking at the patient and seeing the individual person who has this thing, we've just lost sight of that. We've lost complete sight as a country of that. It's all cookie cutter stuff. And you know, there, if, if you talk to anybody and you saw this kid, you knew that he could get the medicine, but nobody's bothered. Nobody bothered to look till I got to the fifth level of appeals with this kid. and, right. and, the, the fact that I kept banging my head against the wall, uh, you know, there, there's no parade in town telling me that I did a great job, but I know I did good right. for that kid.
0: It's toxic. It's toxic.
1: Yeah, you've got doctors who are reading a paper but not examining a patient saying no. Don't you think it's more important in those situations when they're going to um, deny care that a doctor show up and actually examine the kid?
0: When are we going to say you this is a moral
1: as a human being? You got to connect as a human being. You can't, you, you you look at a, a a piece of paper that says, you know, that the kid has this, this, and this, but you're not looking at him sitting next to you as a human being. That's not being a doctor.
0: When does this become a moral issue?
1: I don't know. It's been a moral issue forever. You know, medical ethics, what to do. And, you know, it's just, um, We have a lot of technology that has removed personalization when people, you know, had their doctor, he's my guy, and nobody's got a guy anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I don't know where. We went went way off schedule here, and, uh, you know, you may decide after listening to this that uh, Jay was a little too preachy. I thought my story about the the, the little uh, the little guy, my dwarf patient, was interesting. But it's a great story. There aren't many fourteen-year-olds. There aren't many um, um, uh, almost five-year-old kids that weigh fourteen pounds. So you got to consider those lungs to be a little different from someone else. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You can't say he's over he's over two years old, so he doesn't get the medicine. Fucking A. Yeah, I'll tell you, but. When it's wrong, I will fight. And I don't always win, but I always go, go go to the mat for all these kids when I think that's the right thing to do.
0: You know, when you're dealing no with parade. this.
1: No parade.
0: Huh? I said, there's no parade. You don't get a parade for.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, but, but you feel good because you're doing your job. It's like, you know, there shouldn't be a parade because that's my job you know what I mean? But when, when other people are fighting you, when you know, you're, you know, it's right. And, and who the hell are they to say something, you know, make a judgment on what's right or wrong for one of my patients. If they've never laid eyes or hands on a kid, you know, that's, that's ridiculous. How did it get this way? Doctors are too busy seeing patients and, you know, uh, insurance companies and lawyers and contracts and, you know, uh, managed care and all of that stuff was allowed to just, pers- you know, just, just multiply and, uh, t- took over where, where, you know, we used to have our exam rooms, but now we got people with the clipboards and timers time and how long we're in the exam room. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the kind of micromanagement that doesn't work in this field and it, it, it isn't mass production and it isn't, you know, everybody's different. And sometimes you go in a room thinking you're going to be in there for five minutes and you're in there for 20 minutes because life happens and you can't cookie cutter that. So, um, it's just, it's not going in the right direction. That's for sure. Well, a very solemn Dr. J. you're going to have to say before this and today, a very special episode of the David Feldman show. Hey, after school special,
0: you're right for feeling the way you're feeling. How could you not feel the way you're feeling this time of year with the work, with the work that you do and what you're up against? I mean, you're fighting illness and the the sickness of the American healthcare system,
1: which yeah. is even. In you know, twenty six years in practice, I have I have seen everything, every experiment in how to pay for for, for healthcare. Because you know, right up until I was in medical school, you know, I had the regular blue cross blue shield that my mom had and then managed care started when I started my practice in 93 and all of this crap started then. And I have not had a day in my career where it hasn't been uh, running in the background. And up until maybe five years ago, you know, I was able to do my thing, but, but now with the the corporate uh, ownership of, of doctors, you know, they're, they're really micromanaging us and that's not how that's not how medicine should be practiced. It's also not how people pick their doctors. You know, they, you know, you get a feel for someone, and you and you continue seeing them. Now you could see me. You could see anybody in my entire company, uh, if you if you want to. Because in a month they're gonna be able to like open table, be able to book their own appointments from their home computer, and that's when I'm gonna blow my freaking brains out. What do you mean? The patients are gonna be able to start booking their appointments for visits in an app that is very similar to open table. So if I have open appointment slots, anyone with a computer can just book themselves an appointment with me. And uh, I don't think Jay's going to be able to adjust to that all that well. So we'll keep, we'll keep you informed about that because uh, if I don't have control over my schedule, which is the only thing I kind of have, you know, there's, there's nothing left you know? Wow. This isn't an open table, uh, career. I'm sorry. It's not. And I know what patients take longer than others. And it's, there's a lot of finesse with this in order to keep them all happy. Why did the doctors allow this? Patient Satisfaction surveys. I got to keep them happy. But doctors are the smartest.
0: You guys are the, seriously, you're the smartest people in the room. Why do you allow this?
1: But we're, but we're not, that's not our specialty. We 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 are caregivers. We're empathetic. We're fixers. We're we're too busy taking care of the patients. And 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 yeah, maybe we weren't paying attention to what was going on. We knew something was going on, but you <laughs> see, eight patients a day, you don't have time to be an advocate. You know what I mean? To go to the state house and say this is wrong, it, you don't. You don't have that voice.
0: Wait, we have somebody calling in.
1: We. Believe in democracy, not oligarchy.
0: Get to the point, sir.
1: Today, we say to the private health insurance companies, whether you like it or not, the United States will join every other major country on earth. And guarantee healthcare to all people as a right. Mm-hmm.
0: What a troublemaker! How yeah. rude!
1: Yeah, it would be nice for people to be able to sleep at night and not worry about that that next little. Yeah, thing but I don't like happen. his tone healthcare of voice. Healthcare is a human right, not a privilege. He's
0: being too preachy.
1: And together, like that, David. we will pass a Medicare for all single payer program.
0: Why? You're listening to the David. Why would he talk that way? Dr. Jay Sute, so, how do people rabbit contact rabbit. you uh, on Twitter? What's your handle?
1: Uh, what is it? Dr. Jay Sute or Stand Up Pediatrician. All right. Stay on the line. Thank yeah, you so are... much. Stay on the line. Yes, guys. Uh, sorry about this one. I'll be funnier next time. I Love guarantee
0: you, you this will be, people tell you this was your, their favorite Dr. J. Sute appearance of the year. I guarantee you. Stay on the line for one second.
1: I could talk to you for hours.
0: man. Uh, well, many people say it seems that way. Stay on the line for one second.